Right after I answer the question <laughs> I left you guys with last week, um, I would like to start with uh, Isaiah 44, but before that, would you please stand up and let's make our confession because I believe in it. Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the Lord. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. May that be your portion. Uh, I believe in Isaiah 44, verse 26, it says, Who confirms the word of his servant? So I believe if a man is truly a servant of God, whatever he says, God will confirm if he is according to the word of God. So I believe that's the place that God in his mercy and his grace has put my wife and I and uh, not something to to brag about, but that's just what it is. He called us and I know he called me. So I stand on his call because I never dreamt that I was ever going to be a minister or a pastor in any, in any form. I was just going to leave my career. So I know God called me and he confirmed it. And because I'm his servant, I can speak things in his name and those things God will confirm. Um, I want to go to John, First John 5, and, uh, verse, chapter 5, verse 6 and 8. It says, this is who, we're talking about the mighty word of God, answering the question, this is who who came by water and blood. And I asked, what does that mean? Jesus came by water and blood. You want to think of his birth? I don't think so. Jesus Christ, not only by water, so he repeats himself. Not only by water, But not only by water, but by water and blood. So he's saying exactly the same thing. Which tells me this is important. Okay? And it is the spirit who bears witness. To what? Water and blood. is bearing witness. Because the spirit is truth. That's another thing. I am the way, the truth, and the life. But then he says here, the spirit is truth. Because the spirit is bearing witness, water, and blood. Verse 7 says, For there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. That's in heaven. These are there to bear witness. To the word. And there are these three, they are one. Basically, they all agree. And there are three that bear witness on the earth. First, the spirit. The nest, the water. And after that, the blood. So, it seems contrary to what we always believe. 
But these are the witnesses. Why is the Bible talking about this? To get this, God, when he does his thing, everything has to be done according to his word and in order. Jesus was clear. I came to fulfill what was written in the Old Testament. He fulfilled all of it. And if Jesus has to come to us as a high priest, even though he is the word with the Father, he has to come according to what is already being written. He has to fulfill the law and the prophets. So that's why he came. And that's how he came to us. If you read in Leviticus chapter 8, verse 6, it says, this is about the high priest. Now, remember we talk about Jesus being the high priest? It talks about Aaron. And Moses brought Aaron and his sons and washed them with what? Water. Moses already washed Aaron. So, if you're going to be a priest, like Jesus is the high priest, like Aaron, he has to come through the washing. Through the water. And he poured some of the anointing oil. Guess what that represents? The spirit. He poured some anointing oil on Aaron's head. And anointed him to consecrate him. So you got the spirit. And then they did that with his sons also. Verse 22. And he brought the second ram the ram of consecration, then Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram, that's dealing with sin now, and Moses killed it. Also, he took some of his blood and put it on the tip of Aaron's right ear. What is that? It's the blood. And Jesus has to come in the same way as the word. So everything is fulfilled. So when we are dealing with the word in heaven, it's confirmed. Because there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. And these are one. But on earth, because Jesus came to fulfill this, now the Spirit bears witness to everything that we do. Amen? Can you, do you understand what I'm going? This is what it is. God, my point is, when God says something to you, he means it. Nothing is left out. If he makes a promise to you, you are going to get the promise if you line up with the word. He doesn't forget. He did everything to the T. I mean, everything was fulfilled by Jesus. So now, all we have to do is believe in him. That's all he says. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Because everything concerning the law has been fulfilled. Jesus did. Now we are in the period of grace and we have to strive uh, by believing in the word to do what the word says. Now, that's probably all I will say about the preaching this morning. <laughs> I want to go to the vision. Uh, you have it in your hand. I wanted you to have it. But I'm going to read some scriptures here. I titled this, The Vision 
of the Ark Fellowship for 2021 and beyond. 2021 and beyond. And over this period where the COVID and I had time to be at home, God has been speaking to me. Uh, first thing he said to me, and I talked with my wife, he said to me, you can't continue to do the ministry the way you're doing it right now. You can't continue to do ministry the way you're doing it. And I said, okay, what does that mean? And he started showing me things that I needed to correct and to bring in line. And that went on. And then uh, during the close down or the shutdown for COVID, I all of a sudden got a call from Pastor Solomon in Nigeria, and he was asking me, did you pay for your television program? We're already on television. But that television program is not highly watched. It's not known much at all. It's just a few people. I don't get to hear what's going on. Uh, but I know we are on television. And because there are not a lot of people watching, uh, the price is very low. <laughs> and so I... I just believe God by faith that somebody has been blessed, but I don't get to hear what's going on. But um, Solomon, Pastor Solomon called, he's been here, and he says, uh, you are on television all over the nation. I'm getting calls because I put his number on our television program that... Um, as people watch and they call, they can call for prayer and can, they can pray with them to be saved and all of that. That was that. But he said, you have been shown all over the nation, sometimes twice a day. And I said, maybe they are taking it from Facebook. He says, no, this is television. Said, well, I don't know anything about it. People were calling from everywhere. From, all, from the northern part where you have the Muslims all the way to the south and to the east. Midwest and the West, everybody they were calling. And one of the things they were saying is, we want to attend this church. Where is the branch of this church in our, in our city? And I just joked about it, like, well, <laughs> yeah, we're on television. They want to know we have a church. Well, we only have one, and it's in the South. That's it. If they want to go, they can go to that one. <laughs> you know. But these are... Miles away. Nigeria has about 150,000, I mean, million people. And Lagos alone, 20 million people there in, a, in a one city. And they were calling from all over, from Muslim areas and all the way south. And I thought, what's going on? And then I found out it was the ACBN that we are on. They now were called by uh, a popular channel. And they gave them that period, that channel for them to watch uh, the program. And he decided, at the time I had actually stopped being on ACBN. And uh, because I wasn't hearing much. But this was all over. People were saved all over the country. A lot of people calling. But I didn't think about it. But then later as I was praying, things began to come into my heart. And I began to meditate on different things. 
including what God has told me, you can continue to do ministry this way. I want to read some scriptures to you first. It says, I am the Lord your God, Psalm 81, verse 10. I hope I'm not overburdening uh, the theme back there. It says, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. Many of us, we're not doing that. We are satisfied with where we are. But God is saying, open your mouth wide. It's your business to open your mouth wide. And God says, I will do whatever you are expecting. In Habakkuk 2 verse 2, he says, he says, The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. You have the vision in your hand today. So written down. And I want you to study it. And if you have questions, you can ask. In Isaiah 54, verse 2 to 3, you can write the scriptures down and you can read it later. God says, enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place of your tent. He's talking to us. We are so easily satisfied with everything that we have. I'm comfortable. I'm paying my tithe. I'm doing this. That's not what God wants. He wants you to extend yourself. If you can handle your vision, you have all the resources to handle your vision. It's not, it's your vision. It's not God's vision. When you have a vision that is bigger than you and seems impossible, that's God's vision. Open your mouth wide and now feel it. Enlarge the place of your tent. I believe that this is for the Ark Fellowship. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Dwellings. Do not spare. Amen. Who is to enlarge? You. You're used to that little thing. Oh, like we're doing. We are used to Cypress Church. Since 2002, all my focus has been on Cypress Church. And I'm not leaving Cypress Church, but I want to reach the nations. I want to reach the nations. And I made up my mind, nothing is going to stop it. It was during this period, these things were coming into my heart, that I saw that vision about the 40 million. So I know I'm going to get the 40 million. And I'm not looking to the Ark Fellowship in Cyprus or in Calvert or in Nigeria to bring the 40 million. I'm looking up to him. He's going to give it to us. Not for my family, but for, to reach people. Let me finish here. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall, what? Expand to the right, how far right? As far as we can go. And to the left. And your descendants are young people. 
your descendants will, according to the scriptures, your descendants will inherit the nations. Where? Cyprus? What the scripture say? Is it talking about Cyprus? Nations. We're so focused here. It's good. But we gotta go out. We gotta go out. Um, and they will make the desolate cities inhabited. Then the last scripture I want to use on this Matthew twenty eight, beginning from verse eighteen. He says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of what? All nations. What you see, the world has changed. Before, what we do is we send a missionary man who doesn't speak the language into a nation. One person. He spends probably the first five years trying to learn culture and how to reach the people. One person cannot do it. You have millions of people in the world. You send them there, we give them money, and they're there trying to reach the people. They reach a handful of people, and they're there, we're still supporting, and we feel good. We're supporting them. We're supporting the missionaries. Well, we have to inhabit nations. So, well, we leave that job to Joel Osteen and these big churches. No. God is saying, you make disciples. He's talking to me. He didn't say make disciples of Cyprus people. He says the nations. So I started thinking. I have declared this year to be the year of great progress. For our church. If you are fasting and praying, you will see that. It's the year of great progress. I'm, the, I'm telling you, God's going to put some finances in your hand. You'll be scratching your head and wondering what's going on. God's going to do that. God's going to prosper a lot of people. I speak that in the name of Jesus. God will give you business ideas. And once you start, you won't believe. Because God is about to bless the Ark Fellowship because we want to do what he wants. Amen? Amen. Let me share this with you. I started thinking because the, the uh, television program that they were showing and there were a lot of, uh, I mean, they were calling sometimes into the United States. Uh, and the main thing they were asking was, uh, where is the church? I want to go attend. I heard of a policewoman in the capital city of Nigeria that actually said she was attending a church, the large church, the largest church, uh, pastored by a man, probably holding up to 100,000 people in Abuja. That's the building. I don't know if they have 100,000. And she was a member of that church. But she was asking Pastor Solomon, that's the church I want to go to now. And I'm thinking, you're already in the best church in Nigeria. Why do you want to come to the Ark Fellowship? All of it came down in my head. 
as I was praying, that God is wanting us to do something different. They stopped the television program that showed me a long time after the uh, uh, close-up that they had. And Solomon, Pastor Solomon said, they are still calling and asking, why did they stop the program? Why? So, my main goal is to plant churches. Amen. Lily tells me, her sister, businesswoman, uh, and with her friends, right? They are raising money and saving the money right now, waiting for us to come and plant a church in Indonesia. So that tells me, no matter how small we are, you can't look to your resources. We look to his resources. So all of these things happening, South Africa, there is a lady there that I discipled. She's waiting, ready for us to come. So I started thinking, I would like to get on that television program, but my idea was to reach the people. And then I started thinking, how do you know that you are really making an impact? How do I quantify it? I can say, well, 10,000 people called to our television program and they received Christ. But I don't know if they stayed in church. And we've been trying to do discipleship here in our church. How do I know? So I decided we're going to plant churches. That's the main goal. Planting churches in Nigeria, Nigerian cities, and every open country. Every, every, every open. Then you look at yourself as a church, you think, how are we going to do this? I'm not looking to the church, and I'm not looking to myself either. I want to obey the commandments. No matter how little the effort is, I'm going to obey the commandments. So I was looking, that television program that I was in, owned by South Africa, reaches the whole of Africa and very popular compared to the ones the one we were using because nobody hardly watches that. That's why I quit. But this reaches out into Africa, the whole of Africa, and also into Europe, possibly the UK. And I tried, I said, I like to get into the thing. Let, let me see what they ask for. And they call it DSTV. For 30 minutes, uh, and uh, they told me how much it costs for 30 minutes. That's 2.2 million naira. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> That's a lot of money. For just 30 minutes a week for one show, two something million, I don't want that. So we started looking. I, my brother, I sent him down to go check for me. And everybody says, the place to start in Nigeria, if you want to reach the Nigerians, is Lagos, which is the uh, commercial capital, before they built the new capital. That's the place to start a church. And they have 20 million. So I thought to myself, if I can reach the 150 million people potentially, I'll take 20 million. (laughs) But then I found out that Lagos State Television had bought a channel in the one that was asking for two point something million. 
And because it's a state television, when they broadcast, he goes like the other one, and he goes all over the country and overseas as well. And the price is cheaper. So I said, well, how much does it cost? They said 10 points. Uh, 1.4 million uh, naira for the whole year. And I thought, how much is that in uh, dollars? And they told me what it is. Mm, kind of step. But this is the plan. We are planning how to accomplish this church planting. We will have 30 minutes slots. Slots on Sunday and Saturday. We will try to get that. On a major TV station, you have it in your notes, the Lagos State Television Broadcasting Network. And I said there that this, uh, this reaches the whole of Nigeria. It's very popular in Nigeria. Just tell them this is it. They can find it. The whole of Nigeria, all of Africa, I'm told, and some parts of Europe, possibly including the UK. That's England. I'm not focusing on England now. You focus in one place and then you go from there. We are currently, Angela and I, to currently talking to a popular radio station in the south part of Nigeria to take about 15 to 30 minute slots each day to reach them. That station happens to, uh, happens to be uh, owned by somebody that is very close to me, a relation, and he's told me uh, you can pay for the radio station. It's very popular. You can pay. I'll give you two days free. You pay for one day. <laughs> That's a good thing. So we're looking into that. Why are we doing this? We want to resource. Um, so we'll do that. Get on Delta State Television if possible because that's where I grew up in. And we can reach the people. What I plan to do, and these things are coming to me, you know, please bear with me as they, come, they were coming to me and I started thinking. One, one of the individuals that uh, watched the program when it was national actually called our church and said, I want to be a partner. Meaning, they are willing to come alongside with us and support what we are doing in Nigeria financially. So what we'll do, what, I, what we plan to do as a church, we will go for uh, six months. And we have other things. We'll probably go on Facebook Instagram, Twitter, whatever, have some people, some of you guys are pretty smart at that. Uh, we want to put that out. And that's how we will quantify that. Those calling by television, uh, calling by uh, phone, and those that are writing to us on Twitter, we then are able to evaluate what's going on. If they are really buying into it, like they did, and we can reach the country. I don't talk a lot about my family, but... Uh, 
my family has a name back in Nigeria. My father was a politician. So I am believing God will uh, use that. That's all I got. Use that to, to reach the people. They want to know who is this and is this this person's son. And maybe they will be watching. I hesitate to say this, but that's what Pastor Al told me. God gave that to you, right? Pastor. Um, so we'll be reaching them. So after six months, we will start asking them to come alongside as partners with us. Okay? So we'll be having partners which we will know of. And those partners, as they, they do, they will, it's very easy to send money to a country. But right now in Nigeria, they can do it by their phone. So we will open an account there. So the people, Nigerian locals, can, those who want to partner with us, can partner with us. And whatever comes from the partnership, as uh, the people give the partners, um, as long as what we get from here, we can keep this thing going on. Okay? So after six months, we plan to go ahead and have uh, partners. We'll start announcing for partners and all of that, so that they can come alongside with us. But hopefully, God can bless us with the partners where we don't have to, we'll just be there, and uh, our people can help. So, after the partnership, we'll go for like six months after that, so it's not like everything happening. My plan, God can change it. Once we have that uh, partners and we see that there's a robust number of partners, that tells us that they are truly getting something out of this and they want to be part of it. And I'm sure we'll be getting people saying, where is the church? We want to attend the branch of the church. So my thing is, we need to bring the people in and disciple them. We have videos that we've recorded of our uh, teachers here, my message. We want to put all of those things out for the new church and disciple them. Talk to the pastors. We're going to come about that, come to that later. But to disciple them, to make sure they, they are there and have a church where we can go and be a part and minister to them and come back if God lets you go. And anyone who wants to go can go. But let me tell you this. You cannot go overseas and do ministry and come back the same person. You will be completely changed. And that's what I want for the Ark Fellowship. As many as can go and when they come back and they see what's going on and your eyes are open to the field, when you come back, your heart is totally taken. You can't get rid of it. Sometimes people get addicted to that. They just want to keep going like Pastor Larry. Okay. He wants to go to Uganda. So uh, we will, after six, mo- um, six months, get the partnership thing going. And then when we have a robust number of partners, then we start planning a crusade. We'll start announcing on television a month or two before we have the crusade. And, and we start telling them we're coming. We'll take ads on other stations, uh, radio, whatever means. 
we can pay for them. Uh, if we have robust fund over there, we just pay from what they have there in Africa, in Nigeria, and do that. So after that, we'll get a location. I believe God will give us a place. And we'll be letting them know we are coming to plant churches. We are not just coming for crusade. We are coming to plant our church, the branch of our church in the United States, in Nigeria. And we want to start in Lagos. So we go for the crusade. What I normally do in crusade, which was my, my, what I did in the beginning, is we have a crusade. In this crusade, we will go with first with the medical mission. We announce that on television. Crusade and medical. We're coming with both of them. And my wife tells me sometimes, and Michael also, sometimes we have up to 5,000 people come to those uh, stuff. So God has been showing us different things to do. We decided we were going to get uh, maybe one or two iPads as they come in for their medicine, and we'll be telling them, you know, uh, and then bags of rice, which is important, big, very big bag of rice, and big bag of beans, which they want. And we'll tell them, every one of you coming in to get medicine, we'll bless you. But the one that brings the highest number of people to our crusade, you get a bag of rice and a bag of beans if you're older. And if you're younger, you got your iPad. <laughs> so just to get them. And after the crusade, we will bring them together. Don't lie in the presence of God. Tell the truth. How many people did you bring? And the ones that brought the bag, they get the bag of rice and whatever. That way, if we have 5,000 people and they are able to bring five, guess how many people you got? That's a lot of people. But that's outside what we'll be doing by television and advertisement to bring people in for the crusade. So we'll have a large crusade. After the crusade, what I normally do is I'll bring them all the converts who are announced on the crusade day. We want you to come back here. We want things to teach you. We want you to understand what it means to be baptized and what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So we bring them in. Everyone that was saved. We'll bring them in, possibly into a hall. I'm not sure how it's going to be. God will determine that. I'm just telling you the vision that I will plan to do. We'll bring them in and tell them, really, we, we're not hiding it. We're trying to plant a church here. But right now, that's not our main focus. We want you to understand what baptism is. And then some of our teachers, if they're there, they can teach on baptism. I will probably teach on the baptism in the Holy Spirit and get them baptized. If we can have water, we have mass baptism. Uh, and if not, we just teach them about it and let the local pastor baptize them. And after I will finish with the baptism in the Holy Spirit, we'll meet with them again. And then we'll tell them, listen, we're trying to start a church here. This is a church. And uh, if you have a good church, you like your church, you want to go back to your church, please go. It's okay. But those of you that were saved in our crusade, we want you. You are the first fruit of our labor here in Nigeria. Stay in this church. So that's the way we'll do it. And uh, we decided 
every church will be under the Axe Fellowship umbrella. Okay? Um, I've talked to Pastor Roy. We call the church in Calvert uh, the Ark Praise Center. It seems like we are different churches. We are one. I'm not going to control everything that's going on there. But it's going to be the Ark Fellowship in Calvert. It's going to be the Ark Fellowship in Cyprus. Headquarters. It's going to be the Ark Fellowship in Lagos, Nigeria. It's going to be the Ark Fellowship in Abuja, Nigeria. It's going to be the Ark Fellowship in Ibad, Nigeria. Maybe Enugu. And then it's going to be in the Ark Fellowship in Indonesia. And maybe the Ark Fellowship in South Africa. But we are all under one umbrella. And some of you are going to be really busy because we want you to go. We'll push you. Go, 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 go. Go on to our... So a person from our church can travel and minister in every one of those churches. Okay? And they will let you. We hope to have a vehicle back there so they can, the chauffeur can take you wherever you want to go speak and whatever you want to do. That way you have expanded your ministry. You are no longer confined to Cyprus alone. I can bring Roy here if I'm not around because we are part of the same ministry. So that's the way it's going to be. And then with our partners, we decided, you know, they need to be appreciated. After another six months, we'll have what is called a partners conference and bring all the partners in Nigeria to one place to appreciate them. We might give them T-shirts, bags, just to tell them we appreciate you. We'll work hard on that, put it on television, and let them know they can come, talk to the hotels, bid down the price for their, their visit. They'll come from all over the country, but when we appreciate them, and hopefully we have some of our people here with us, where you can shake their hands and talk to them and encourage them to continue in what they're doing. And if you have somebody else that doesn't go to church or interested in what you're doing, please tell us. And if you are from one city and you want a church planted, we acknowledge that. Please start having Bible study in your home. So these are elaborate things that God is giving to my wife and, uh, and I. Um, We, as I was talking about this very early, um, I had a call from South Africa. I think I was out there at the door, and I was talking to a lady uh, whose husband has actually uh, planted churches in Nigeria that have planted other churches. And this man also has planted churches outside Nigeria. So he knows what to do. Uh, I tried to contact him earlier on when we were going to plant the church in Sapele. That's the only church we have there. But he was tied to an organization. He couldn't let go. So, but now, 
in Nigeria, once you get to be 60, they kick you out. <laughs> so he's been kicked out. He's still working. Very, he loves the Lord. He's doing very well. And uh, I was talking to the wife about what I was thinking, what I believe the Lord was giving me. And she said, I think, talk to your friend, Pastor George. He says, he may, maybe he will be interested in this. So I talked to him. And certain days, I probably talked to him for about two hours, trying to give him exactly what we're doing, what we're planning. And uh, I called him, and he says, I'm all in, completely in. He is going to be the pastor because he lives in Nigeria. He knows the people. He's going to be the overseer over all the churches. The first church in Lagos, he will pastor and mentor somebody. But once we start planting other churches, he will be free to go from church to church. He knows, he told me what to do to uh, raise the pastors, get them educated somewhat, and then he will mentor them. Then they will take over the church uh, back there. So, we're looking to him. I uh, believe once the COVID thing is out, he probably will be here where we'll sit down and talk to him and let him know uh, what we are doing and let him modify it because he knows what's going on there. Uh, Angela knows better than me what's going on there for me. I have a man of no country. I have an accent in the United States, and I have an accent in Nigeria as well. <laughs> that's, that's who I am. But this is our plan, and my, I, what I'm thinking is as we grow, we'll probably have a conference here in our church and see if we can get people, all the pastors together and work together as one. Is it clear to everybody? Am I making sense? How many are with me in this? Can you raise your hand? How many of us? Thank you so much. Now, this is what we want. Uh, I was talking talking to what makes me know that uh, God is in this. Uh, Maybe it's two Saturdays ago. I was talking to uh, Pastor George, just who went back and forth, what to do and all of that. And my phone was somewhere else. And I went to look at my phone, to pick up my phone, and there was a message there, Pastor, $20,000 coming in. Because I had spoken briefly on it, on East, on uh, the New Year Eve, I spoke briefly on it without going into detail. And uh, this couple says, Pastor, we are with you. Whether they understood what I was saying, I don't, I think I can't get it. But she said, twenty thousand dollars coming in. You know what? I hate those cameras. I uh, those uh, the television that is too small. We're going to be putting probably 80 inches television. Tell you what the Lord showed me about that. Whenever we have a crusade outside, medical missions, an outreach here, 
uh, whatever we're doing, the different churches, we're going to produce a montage constantly. And on Sunday morning, before service, these things will be going on. So those that come in as visitors can see what we're doing around the world. And if their heart is in it, they're going to stay here to be a part. To get it? Every Sunday morning, uh, after church, while you guys are, we, we are called the Ark Fellowship. We like to fellowship a lot. <laughs> while you are fellowshipping, it will be going on still. And God gave that to me. I shared it with Pastor Larry. We'll be doing that constantly. And when you go to Africa, we'll have different short videos of what we're doing and show it to our church. Now, our, our part right now is to support our effort financially by raising the money for us to get on TV in Nigeria and to plant churches. Number two, we want everyone in our church to give what they can to this work. I'll tell you what that is. We're going to be raising TV funds constantly because we're there, as well as the partners will be giving monthly over there. What you give doesn't matter to me. I will tell you what I mean. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. There's the amount of money that you give doesn't matter to me. If you can give just $5 to TV ministry in the month, that's what you can do. I'm not going to, we're not going to go check who gave what. If it's $5 you can give in a month, then give $5. But make commitment and be faithful in doing it. Some of us can give 20. Some of us can give 100. Some of us can give 500. Some of us can give 1,000 in a month. If you have $20, $5 a week covers it. If you're giving 20. But the reason why I want everybody to be involved in it, including myself, we're giving. Where your treasure is, your heart will be there. When you don't give to the work and then things start happening, you are going to feel left out and not a part of what's happening. But even if you're giving a dollar, you know you are part of it. It's not the amount that you give, it's that you are giving and faithfully every month towards it, which will help us. But let me tell you what, I know without a doubt that as you do this, God will continue to bless your family. And then he will remind you that can you see that since you've been doing this, you're blessed. You know what he's telling you? You need to go further up in your giving. I believe God's going to give us the funds to do it and to, to carry out his work. I'm not worried about that because I'm trusting him. And once it starts taking root, uh, and uh, people are being reached, a church is planted, then that's when you can see this is all from the Lord. I believe many of the things that I've shared with you, God gave me just plain details. Not once at once, it's just one after the other during this time, showing me. 
And uh, my vision is really to see you do things in God that you've never done before. I have been with some people to, and you heard me say this, uh, to uh, Nigeria, and God used them. They've never done anything like that in their entire life. And I had a man that went with me, and God used him so greatly. Uh, And it was a work at that time because he told me, good luck, I've never prayed for this. I don't know how to cast demons out. And he said, well, you just do this. Can I stay with you? And God used him so much. When he was coming back to the United States, he was crying. I want to go home and be with my wife, but I prefer staying here. Look at what I'm Tens of people, uh, hundreds of people being reached. And I remember leaving him in a church uh, because he had worked with me for a few weeks. I left him in a church and I told him, do whatever it is. And I went to another church, a larger church, to preach because they wanted me there. And I said to myself, I got these resources. If he goes with me, he will be sitting down, stay here and preach to this church. When I got back, the pastor of the church, as soon as he saw me, ran out to me and fell on his knees. Thank you for bringing this man of God to our church, he said. I said, Mel, he's not a man of God. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Thank you for bringing this man of God. He had prayed with 25 people, and they all received the Holy Spirit. And the pastor was excited. And so when he was coming back, he was crying. Good luck with this thing. Stay with me. Can I do the same thing that I'm doing here? And I said to him, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. If you stay humble, God will do the same thing for you. Also, we want you to commit to the work. There's going to be a lot of work done. You know, we don't know what they will, what they are, uh, what they will be now. But just tell yourself, I'm ready to work here. And then it translates back to Africa. Is that good? Are we all one? That means you're going to be working a lot. Some of you are going to go. Angela, something else, please? Okay. Angela says you have to commit to prayer too. Thank you, Mama, for correcting me. (laughs) Of course, anything that we do, we have to uh, pray so that the work will go on. But the joy for me, as always has been, as we see a lot of uh, people that are teaching here, I don't compete. I want to see you work. It's great pleasure to me when I see somebody in a church doing something that they've never done before. My heart rejoices. I remember once uh, I taught this uh, lady now close with this. I taught this lady how to cast out demons and stuff like that. And she was doing it while I was either talking to the pastor or fellowshipping. 
then I stood up to start doing the same. They are seeing what God was doing through her. God was just one after the other being delivered. So our line was really long. For those people that needed deliverance, they believe she has the power. And I turned around and I said to one of those guys, come, let me pray for you. He said, no. I'm going to stay on this line. I said, I brought them here. (laughs) I'm going to stay on this line. And I just laughed about it. And then as soon as I prayed for somebody and they were delivered, whoosh, they switched as well. I want to see God use us like that. Amen? Would you all stand up? That's it today. Is the vision clear? You got it written? Are we ready to go? Amen. We won't start this until June, so we are not in a hurry. And then in June, we would have paid for the television programming. And I'm believing God to both bless us financially here as well as there. And God is going to do it. Amen. Would you lift up your hands this morning? As me, a source of surrender, saying, I'm surrendering to you, God. You're taking us into a new place where we've never been as a church. But God, I'm not afraid. I'm trusting you to help us. You said to go to the nations. To make disciples of all people. We are ready as a church to obey you. No matter what it costs. Whether it's inconvenience, it doesn't matter what it costs. We will obey you. Your word says to obey is better than sacrifice. We believe you've given this to us. And we will work together as brothers and sisters, together as one, not only to reach the people of Nigeria, but to reach other nations in Africa, outside Africa, because that's our call. We don't believe we are too small to do it, because we have a big God, a great God who is with us. And we want to thank you. We want to thank you. You heard me this morning. This is not an altar call. And I'm sure I pray that God has opened your eyes to see where he's leading us. God said to me when he called me to this work, he says, most of your work will be in Texas. I've been mostly in Texas. I still need to go out with the people. You came here as a gift from God. Because no one person can do this. This is the vision for our church. It's not for me, for our church. And every one of us is going to be a part of it. If you're here this morning, I want you to tell yourself, based on your resources, don't overstretch yourself. But by faith, between you and God, I want you to tell him today, 
I am going to be committing. And I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to take uh, notes like preachers do. It's between you and your heavenly father. You say to God, I believe in this vision. I want to be a part of it. I want to be used. So whatever God tells you to give in a week or a month, or whatever he, he tells you, let, that, let the Holy Spirit speak to you right now and make a commitment between you and him. Nobody is going to try to follow you and say, well, why are you not paying this? But my desire is every one of us to be involved in this so that you are a part of it, whether you go or you don't go. Some of us cannot go because we have other things tying us down. But I pray that God will release you, maybe just to go for a week, experience it, and come back. Thank you, Father, for giving us a vision that is bigger than us. And you alone can ac- will accomplish it. In your name, I bless your people today as your heart goes forth to reach not only Calvert, Cyprus. We will do that and more because we will have more resources. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Could you give him a clap offering? Thank you. We now have something bigger than us to go. And that's where God wants it. Open your mouth wide and I'll feel it. Uh, this is a year of progress, great progress for your life and my life and the whole family of God at the Ark Fellowship. Amen. Before long, we'll have a lot of Ark Fellowships. And we will pick on you. Even if you're screaming, we're sending you down <laughs> to go and work. God bless you. We dismissed.